as it is all set to become the third largest economy we are here to discuss upon how cutting edge technology is disrupting businesses and is and is this the and is this the change in technology sustainable the financial market uh, in the is the area where technology has dis disrupted traditional businesses in recent years companies such as robinhood paypal have transformed their way we invest and transact money with their technology edge however the question that arises is whether this disruption is sustainable in the long run let's deep dive into this with mr hitesh javeri svp and head listed equities alternatives by access asset management let me also take a moment to introduce mr hitesh javeri hitesh javeri joined asset uh, access asset management company in 2000 he is responsible for managing the access bms portfolio along with relevant category 3 ais strategies hitesh has over 25 years of experience in portfolio management banking and equity research prior to joining access asset management company he served as head of investment in the pms business at aditya birla mutual fund Hitesh has also worked with Inam Asset Management as executive director and portfolio manage, manager and Edelweiss Capital as senior VP. Hitesh has contributed his research to a book who who was authored by two Harvard Business School professor namely Wall Street Research Past Present and Future co-authored by co-authored by Professor Boris Groyberg and Paul Herb Herleby published by Stanford Press. Access Asset Management Company has come a long way from launching their first alternative product in 2017. They aim to provide our investors with portfolio diversification beyond traditional avenues. As an investment manager, Access Asset Management Company has always maintained an unwavering focus on quality investing and stringent risk management. Their aim is to invest with utmost transparency and offer a superior investor experience along the way. Now I'm handing over the mic to Mr. Vikas Agarwal, who will in turn be handing over the mic to Mr. Hitesh Javeri. Yeah, thank you, Pragya. Uh, Hitesh ji, can you hear me? I can hear you well. Okay, great. So, firstly, thank you so much for accepting our request and taking the time out from your busy schedule and joining this uh, AIF and PMS Conclave One Auto. Lovely to be here. Uh, uh, you know, rather excited that I could join you all today. Right. So, Hitesh ji, as you know, we discussed. Uh, you know when we talk about india to become third largest economy in the world we talk about moving from 2 and half 3 trillion dollar to 5 trillion dollar and now people are talking about 10 trillion dollar size and you know the topic is india is going to be sone ki chidiya once again you know but the question is that we are also witnessing huge amount of disruption coming in through various you know sources and channels and ways of doing businesses uh so what we going to do is uh, uh, if you can take us through your thought process and share your valuable wisdom with us in terms of uh, the gdp the contribution where it is coming from and then we can if you my my submission is if you can spare some time and talk about these receptions also which will enlighten all our investors to know more about where are we headed sure sounds wonderful uh, happy to get started with that uh, thanks pragya for the kind introduction and thanks vikas for the invitation and uh, you know good afternoon to all the delegates um so when we here at access are rather excited about you know the the journey that we have undertaken uh, and excited about where where we think uh, you know the pattern in which the indian economy is going to grow india's gdp is going to grow um and then you know what should the investors be doing and you know in in, in this conversation i'm also going to cover 
what what Vikas mentioned is that you know which are the industries that are getting disrupted and uh, and inside of that you know what are the growth areas what are the opportunities and then you know what can be the pitfalls and and so on so uh, I will just try and uh, we can share the presentation okay so I hope all of you can see the slides clearly and uh, um, Yeah, we'll just need some help in uh, changing the slides. Work on that, and you will be able to change the slides the way you do it normally. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. So, right. Well, so uh, you know, this has been a very interesting decade for all of us. You know, this is. Uh, all of us are lucky in one particular sense that in this decade, India has already crossed three trillion GDP. In this decade, we are going to cross four and five trillion GDP. And in this decade, we will most likely, uh, you know, uh, cross six trillion by uh, by 2030. Uh, so this is a very exciting decade, and this is, this is the one of those rare events where you know we are going to be crossing so many landmarks uh, in, in in this decade now. What is happening is that, you know, when we were doing this study that when India, for example, crossed the GDP for the first time of one trillion in 2006 um, and uh, and then um, six seven and then two trillion in 2016. Wh what caused the, uh, you know, this growth to take place and of course going to three trillion in 2022. Uh, what was the composition composition of the incremental GDP growth now? Uh, it was very interesting. You know, we have always been told and many research over the last many, many years, if you go back, uh, you know, uh, more than five, seven years ago and so on, the research was mainly talking about that India is, you know, per capita, lower usage of everything we use, low per capita cement, per capita energy, uh, you know, per capita consumption of pick an item in India was low versus the regional Asian average, forget the world average. And therefore, as we consume more and more, India's GDP is going to grow and, and so on. While that is true, but the reality was that uh, India's GDP actually grew on more on account of industries that are depend on innovation, technology, IP and sciences. Now, that is something that uh, has not come out sufficiently uh, in reality. Now, whatever that you are looking at your screen, it's exactly the same thing here in, 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 a, in a graphic form for us to you know, uh, get, uh, get more appreciation, which is that, you know, as you can see, uh, uh, you know, toward the right of the screen as, as you, we crossed three trillion and we took six years to in, add that incremental a trillion. And then before that, uh, roughly 10 years and so on. Um, so when you start with two down six and, you know, go from two to three, and then uh, we looked at then for a number of forecasts from, uh, various industry sources, you know, such as from Nasco McKenzie, Frost and Sullivan for for chemical and the and the BCG and Bain for the pharma industry and so on. Now, it was very interesting that, for example, uh, actually, I incidentally, I, I do recall um, going as a young professional to uh, to Delhi for one of the first Nasco McKenzie reports in 1998 or so, saying that Indian IT industry, which was a three billion dollar industry at that time, that it will become $50 billion industry in 2007. And there was Nasco McKenzie report again in 2002 saying this industry, which is $11 billion in number, will become $60 billion in uh, 2010. 
2005 report saying that as was it 21 billion dollars then that we will become 150 billion dollars uh, by 2015 turns out we were very close all the three times on these numbers and as versus you know achieving 145 billion dollars the revised forecast is that india is going to be you know between 350 to 400 billion dollars in in terms of uh, in terms of uh, uh, you know the in industry size and uh, nascom had its annual conference uh, last month and it said that india is already 245 billion dollars as much as you see the 350 to 400 billion dollars of forecasting your screen the achieved number already is we you know to 45 million dollars as per the nascom numbers so in fact if you compare the number of roughly around 150 145 billion dollars in 2015 versus the gdp level then then you actually get an appreciation that uh, you know what contributed to india's incremental gdp growth as also you would see in the pharma industry for example uh, for uh, you know uh, low single digit size to become 42 billion dollar industry by 2020 um, you know a, a growth of 10x and as versus the current number the uh, industry association in um, in conjunction with consulting firms gave out reports saying that the industry's uh, goal now is to you know drive towards 130 billion dollars in revenue it does help that during this period what has happened is that indian industry has it has gone from uh, you know, uh, close to. Uh, can you hear me? Sorry to interrupt. Can you hear me? I can hear you well. Yeah. So uh, there is a request which has come from audience. Can you uh, put this slide, this slide as as full slide view? Yeah. Yes. And is it better? Can, yeah. Can you zoom this out a bit? Like maybe hundred percent, if you can make it from there on your right. Yeah. On the top. Yes. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Does it help? Yeah. Much better. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. Appreciate it. So, um, um, so again, in case of uh, you know uh, pharma industry, as we would have you know crossed uh, reached very close to fifty billion dollars versus the actual numbers of twenty twenty, um, and the forecast of going to uh, uh, the the goal of you know uh, going towards one thirty. Similarly, uh, India makes eighty thousand different kind of chemicals. We were less than $30 billion industry at, 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 at you know, in, in, in 2000. And this industry has become 6x since then. And again, uh, the industry is striving to double this number, uh, you know, as we speak over the next three to four years from the starting base point of 2021. Um, another dimension to our condition, you know, talking about how the incremental GDP growth in India over the last 20 years or so has come from technology, innovation, IP and sciences is also a condition about automotive. In reality, the, uh, the government of India has make, made it more, more stringent in terms of emission norms, in terms of ethanol blending, in terms of, you know, the vehicles becoming more and more sophisticated in terms of safety parameters and so on. And of course, the, the drive towards EV. It was a long, long time ago, you know, our great grandfathers and witnessed something extraordinary um, in 1910 and 1915 that for the first time or 1905 and so on, for the first time in human history that the vehicles are drawn, not by animals, but by, you know, the internal combustion engines. And what all of us are going to witness in our lifetime is a serious transition taking place for, away from the ICE vehicles and, and becoming EV vehicles. Um, Already, we have the whole plethora of vehicles in terms of electric vehicles, the hybrid vehicles, the 
LNG-driven vehicles, the CNG-driven vehicles, um, talking about uh, hydrogen vehicles, which are not uh, very far in the future as well. So, so if you if you consider the dynamism of all this, one thing is very clear that you know, as India had lagged behind in the past with regard to uh, tech-driven industry taking root in the country, um, that in fact is no longer the case. In fact, it has not been a case for a while now. Just that I would point out to this audience that this is something that we have really heard less about, about what is driving India's GDP growth. And to do justice to the, the topic that the organizers have shared with me today, which is that, uh, that you know, where are the disruptions coming from? As you see, in, in reality, India has disrupted the, you know, the legacy business models of IT already for almost 25 years now. With incrementally a lot more R&D taking place in India, we already disrupted, of course, uh, the whole, uh, you know, para for world and the whole uh, first to file world long, long time ago by, by being able to manufacture generic medicines at lower cost and very high quality of the plants and so on and so forth. Um, so that has always, India has already passed through a phase where we passed the early test. We are able to make, uh, you know, go higher in the curve of complexity in terms of our ability to make IP-based, uh, science-based products, created high-quality business models around it and created value. And as you would imagine, what the IT stocks have done over the last 15, 20 years, India's pharma industry, India's, India's specialty chemical industry. In my younger years, this used to be, uh, uh, specialty chemical used to be single-digit PE stocks. Now they rival in terms of P multiples. You know, they're not very far from, from FMCG multiples, by the way. Uh, in, in in many of them, so uh, uh, so so our view is that uh, for the inv for investors to really focus when India is going to grow from three to four and four to five trillion dollars. And by the way, this is not too far in the future. We are in FI twenty four. The the forecast is about FI twenty eight. So this is not pie in the sky conversation. Already investors have the opportunity uh, to continue to to ride on this wave. And if it as it gets bigger, to to participate and then you know uh, uh, work to outperform in their portfolios. Uh, moving on, technologies have been around for a while. It's not that technologies you know from the R inside of the R and D stables inside of the R and D places that they were not around. What is changing is you need not one ingredients, but you need a few pillars for this growth to take place. One is, of course, the you know the the markets and the the uh, the uh, uh, marketable R and D already in place. But we need entrepreneurs. We need entrepreneurs to mine this. In this regard, India has been lucky. India has been a you know uh, if you will a, a high quality talent management factory. In fact, I would argue even for the world. Look at the tech space in the U.S. and uh, uh, and number of Indian CEOs who made it, but also the middle management and the upper middle management, and of course in India itself, the quality of entrepreneurship. If anything, the quality of the entrepreneurship, uh, and to support that, we also already have in place another source of growth for India, which is the growth capital or the risk capital available for to to cause disruption to happen. Now, what we are talking about here is that, you know, if you are if you are uh, bright, 
you can you don't need too much capital you can create a zomato if you are bright enough you can create policy bazaar and you can create nika and you can create a misho and you can create a swiggy and you can virtually create anything that you would open up your mobile phone and see what apps you have that is what bright people have created in most cases without having a startup cap without having much of startup capital today if you are in this ideas driven ip driven economy it is your ability to to disrupt the business to to transform certain industries that is what is counted and once you are once you are able to uh, kind of show this and convince the uh, risk capital providers then the business are are, are, are you know are, are ready and then able to challenge the status quo which is again remarkable and fourth pillar the we see it is also very crucial is the the government support and the conducive policy environment uh, we have seen that you know uh, you know the developed economies there have always been much more conducive for for private entrepreneurs to take take risk and then provide the high quality infrastructure in india's case when was the last time a government will update you what is india's ranking on ease of doing business what is india's improvement on the global innovation index how many people are connected uh, you know with their uh, aadhar card and their pan numbers and their jandan accounts and so on suddenly we are our growth of addressable market for most categories has gone up and people ability to consume because therefore you know the access to credit and so on ability to consume has gone up higher and then when you come put all of this four together we are in you know i would argue one of the most dynamic uh, economies in the world if you would notice what has happened yesterday and just yesterday is that imf for the maybe uh, you know fourth time in last six months or so has cut down the world gdp growth and india's number again are, are the highest in the g20 uh, economies uh, we are forecast to grow at 5.9% for fi24 and 6.2% after that um, you know um, higher than china and higher than meaningfully higher than most of the economies um, and i would argue that what is allowing uh, what is uh, allowing india to do that is just the dynamism and also the the fact that incrementally our gdp growth just to repeat myself has come a lot from tech driven ip driven uh, innovation driven uh, industries in addition to the industry that i showed you also internet and e-commerce also uh, mobile also the uh, in in also in the uh, automotive and mobility of course and the omni channel retail the way we see it is that uh, uh, the the growth that is going to take place uh, is incrementally more and more going to be driven uh, by also the ideas which are also in the anvil so in fact of the number of the a few incremental thing that we are looking at that the manner in which pharma companies indian pharma companies embarked on m&a at individual levels the number of m&a that is taking place in it and what in what area are they taking place uh, where the pe money going where is incremental the vc money going we have uh, we were worried uh, you know there are a lot of press about this 3 years ago and 5 years ago that what is fintech is going to do to banking in india and what is the reality is that you know banks have met those challenges banks incidentally by the way have been one of the larger acquirers of the many of the fintech players absorbing their technologies and 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 you know transform themselves and becoming nimble in the reality by the way if you were to uh, 
look at let's say uh, you know a, a given bank private large private sector bank or largest nbfc's presentations you would find that almost 10% of the slides are on technology inside of a banking or of, or nbfc presentation in terms of what was done to create the apis industry relevant apis what was done for uh, you know mastering ai and ml uh, uh, to do the underwriting better what was done to make the app experience better to have the digital experience better to the cross sell better and so on and uh, this is how we think that india is going to become more and more innovation driven economy and uh, and and you know uh, driving uh, sustainable growth because how are we do, how are we doing on time yeah so we have few minutes left out uh, you wish to sure. conclude your uh, slide you can do so sure so in couple of minutes so as much as we i will not necessarily go into uh, each of the deep dive about banking and fintech uh, but the reality is that you know in in each of the categories in banking and fintech and in uh, tech services and uh, uh, industry that seven industries that we are focusing on highlighting as versus again in chemistry you know i i we are no longer uh, focused on low value added uh, low less process sophistication low fewer number of processes kind of chemistry no longer those bulk chemical and soda ash and uh, so on as versus that you know a lot more complex work pick an industry and i will we should be able to demonstrate that how uh, you know india is getting more and more sophisticated and you know then driving uh, high quality uh, gdp growth and that is what is giving us the confidence i mean uh, if you were uh, um, uh just to pick another example in in omni channel retail because as we speak about uh, these seven industries and as i conclude in a minute or two um right uh, what has happened as well is as consumers just to talk about combine the effect of uh the the mobile revolution the uh, banking and fintech the omni channel retail and internet commerce if i to combine how has our behavior changed if you were somebody like me till 4 to 5 months ago you would have probably amazon fresh as an app on your mobile you will order something and receive you know whatever you purchased in a day and i would be happy that you know uh, you know the hassle is lot lesser and then however the behavior changed in last few months we are you know going to uh, likes of dinzos or 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 uh, instamart and so on and what we are getting in a day we are getting in half an hour at, at our doorstep and if if i would argue that this actually kind of combines a number of things that we that, that we discussed today and that is uh, that is what has changed our behavior so fundamentally so with that because i'm happy to pause. so i have a question for you yeah, thank so you. how do you uh, say so that one question from my end the is the that yes. and not the so yeah. the most, wrong, the like most effective way to increase your savings is not to increase your income uh, it is to increase your humility because many of us we we fall prey to what is known as lifestyle creep as our incomes go up we adjust our standard of living accordingly and therefore there is no change in our savings level like even after uh, increasing our income level so to build up your savings so over time increase your humility what is important is not to fall prey to Uh, no, this uh, comparison game and trying to like, you know compete uh, with the jobs what's important is to play your own game because life at the end sure of the day is a single player game you have to play the you know, game which is aligned with uh, your personal value system no need to invest in the value migration will happen right
So, next question. Yeah. Hi, Patan sir. Good morning, Ms. Said. I read your book, The Joys of Compounding. My question is from chapter number 23. And my question is, how much going to put excess returns are more valuable than NPV? What happens is that it is contributed by newer incremental different set of players as versus the existing ones. But it doesn't bring down the GDP growth. Okay, okay. Sorry, I mean, just to finish. The, so, in fact, the if I we pointed out the seven industries that had driven the you know most of the growth over the last 20 years, and what's the reality therein, right? So, when Indian IT industry comes and disrupts, well, it brings in growth and new GDP oppor growth opportunities or banking and fintech and so on. Uh, where, uh, as versus, for example, PSU banks, it is the private sector banks that will do more of the value creation. But it does not bring it down. In, in, on the contrary, new innova innovation brings in new players who create more value, and that's how the enhancement takes place. Okay, so with that, uh, we'll conclude the session here. Uh, and thank you so much, Iteji, for taking the time out, joining this session, and enlightening us with your thought process. Thank you. My pleasure. Lovely to be here. Thank you very much. Thank you.